Amir and I today are going to talk about not a specific trade, but one guy who has been a part of some big trades, who eventually became a Hall of Famer, and that's Ricky Henderson. Um, you want to talk about a little bit about one of those trades or anything you want to say is the impact he had on Major League Baseball? Or Yeah, I mean, I, one thing about Ricky is just first off talking about the player and the man. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Anderson's a man, a husband, a ball player. Um, he's, you know, I'm a big Giants fan, and I liked the A's in my earlier life. And Ricky Anderson has always been one of my favorite players of all time. For just, just, you look back at his career. I mean, when he when he was doing what he was doing, obviously he was an All Star. He's been an MVP, but you still didn't realize that he's such a He's one of the greatest players of all time. Like, yep. I think he has the most walks ever. Mm-hmm. He has the most, although Bonds has the most walks ever, if right. I'm not mistaken. Right. But he's like, you know, up there with top walks, top runs scored. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's the leading stolen base guy. I think he had the record when he retired. Yeah, so Bonds broke it. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And on top of that, he revolutionized not only as a speedster, mm-hmm. revolutionized the leadoff position or the batting order. Mm-hmm. But as a power hitter, like he mm-hmm. hit 28 home runs one year at, at a time where 28 home runs was like reserved for people who batted fourth or like yeah. who couldn't, who were like slow monsters who couldn't, who you know, <laughs> barely got, you know, got a hit except home runs. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he was just an amazing player and he played great defense for a left fielder. I mean, he wasn't like, right. and he was so good that he could actually play center field if need be. Mm-hmm. But he was one of the better left fielders, was a gold glover out there. And yeah. Just like one of the best players, I think he won the MVP um, in 1990, mm-hmm. and he actually came in second, uh, maybe a second year. He was one of the leading vote getters, and he's you know, Pirelli MVP, and and he got you know there he was traded a few times. We're actually going to just talk about three of the major trades mm-hmm. that he was involved in, and he's played for a lot of teams, and that's another thing about longevity is it doesn't. Mm-hmm. You don't really get credit for longevity because you right. think like, oh, well, you know, he's old. He's just been around. And it's not like going to the office, you know, like <laughs> pushing, you know, this is like an athlete. You have to be tip-top shape. And and he was in like an amazing shape. And to my knowledge, there's nothing, no rumors about him ever doing any steroids. Right. Yeah. And, you know, Ricky Henderson is nearing age 50, I believe, and mm-hmm. I bet he's in better physical shape today than most people in their <laughs> 30s. And, you know, you, you remember, like, it was very difficult for him to retire. He would hang on with the Mets, Red Sox, Angels, Dodgers, you know, Padres, and mm-hmm. even after that, he joined an independent league, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the guy loves the game, and he was great at it. You know, growing up, there were three guys who stole 100 bases or more per season. You know, Vince Coleman, Tim Raines, and there was Ricky Henderson. And, you know, the, you know this makes this kind of common sense, but in order to steal that many bases, you have to get on base with mm-hmm. walks and hits. So that's one of the kind of questions about uh, what's the red center fielder? I'm blanking on his name now, but the, the, the speedster. He can steal the bases. He's that fast, and but is he going to get on base? Is it Stubbs or? No, this is the the guy that just came up. The, oh, okay. And yeah. I think he finished second in, in uh, National League Rookie of the Year balloting mm-hmm. um, this year. But 
But yeah, the question was, can you get on base? You mm-hmm. know, I think Vince Coleman would have had a better career if he could get on base even more. Mm-hmm. So and stop throwing firecrackers. I don't yeah. know if people remember that in the audience, but with the New York Mets, yeah, Ricky Henderson. Uh, I mean, the crazy thing about Ricky Henderson's on base percentage, which is a f- career four hundred one, which wow. is amazing. Yeah, and on yeah. top of that, the pitcher when they're facing Ricky Henderson, they have one job to do: mm-hmm. don't let get, don't let Ricky get on base. Yep. And what does he do? He gets on base. And yeah. that's the thing, like, yeah. you know, you, there have been a lot of, I guess, studies or discussions about, like, the leadoff hitter getting on base. What is the correlation between a leadoff hitter getting on base, team mm. scoring, teams winning? Yeah. And Ricky Henderson was the best at that. It's a good question because you're only guaranteed to lead off an inning once as a leadoff hitter. Guaranteed. Uh yeah, I, I always thought, like, the most uh, home runs for a leadoff hitter was kind of a a strange stat. But, like, you and I talk about not just in baseball, but, like, in life and, like, mm-hmm. momentum. Mm-hmm. If you could start off a game with a home run, you're mm-hmm. up one nothing. It's not just one nothing. There's stress on the pitcher. Mm-hmm. And maybe the the guys coming up the bat may yeah. try a little bit, you know, harder and... Yeah. It has like a domino effect, so it's. I don't think it's that underrated. Well, I mean, I think getting on base is so important for um, for a leadoff hitter because you put stress over the pitch, like you mentioned. You put a stress over a pitcher. Like mm-hmm. you get on base, now he's got to go on the stretch mode. He's not used to, especially a starter. Yeah. And then yes, throw a couple of pitches to first base, which you know maybe mm-hmm. that's not too strenuous on your arm, but at least it mm-hmm. gets you out of your. As as we all know, one of the biggest things for pitchers is they need to keep the same same mo- movement on their pitches, mm-hmm. and I think having to throw to first base kind of changes their movement. Yeah, and then it changes the defensive alignment. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there are a lot of holes will open up because maybe they'll try to do a double play um, positioning, and then yep. a lot of holes are opened up that way. Um, and then the catcher has to be kind of thinking about what pitches to call at the same time, kind of looking back and see mm-hmm. if he has to throw to you. And then the outfielders are have to worry about, like, okay, well, if I, if I got to make sure I keep the ball in front of me instead uh-huh. of make a diving catch. Because, you know, all these things. Yeah. And, and it's just so important to have, like, a great... And, and then on top of that, like, there's a lot of intangibles. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, you're not guaranteed... You're guaranteed to lead off once a game. Mm-hmm. So later in the game, he's probably going to come up with people on base, and Ricky was one of the best people at driving in runs. I think right. he had like 72 RBIs as a leadoff hitter, which is right. amazing. Unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. And like year in and year out, and he had home runs and like a lot of extra base hits. So I mean, I mean, this guy is like, I can't imagine, like whenever I pick a, you mm-hmm. know, we have a pick every position. Yeah. I have a hard time be- picking between him and Bonds for left fielder, uh-huh. my favorite of all time, who I would want on my team. Yeah. And I end up just selling on Ricky Henderson because I just feel like Bonds, towards the later latter part of his career, he walked, but he was slow. Right. And, you know, that's another thing about Ricky Henderson is like, I'm sure towards the end of his career, he wasn't as fast as he was in the beginning, but he right. could still steal a base. Right. Which means there is like, there's a, it's not, it's more than physical talent. It's like reading the pitcher. It's like reading right. the catcher. It's like instincts. And so. And you and I have talked in previous podcasts to Amir about how 
like for drafting or trades because uh, Addison Russell has come up a couple times. You know, the Cubs have a lot of young shortstops or middle infielders. So if you're doing like a draft of like that era, you know, 1980 to like 2000 or you know, 95, are there more Barry Bonds types or more Ricky Henderson types? The answer is more Barry Bonds types. Mm-hmm. Barry Bonds, and we're not going to talk about the juicing and all that, but I've never seen a hitter like that. But there are other hitters who are, you know, power yeah. hitters, Albert Bell and Sosa and McGuire and Canseco and <laughs> Palmero and... Uh, it's hard not to laugh because you know we're we're thinking of the the hearings and all that, but um, even like Will Clark, you know, he, yeah. you know, not a, the best power hitter, but but who steals even like sixty bases or yeah. seventy or fifty? Not too many. I mean, do you think that we'll ever have a player who's going to steal one hundred thirty bases ever? I can't imagine. I think see, we'll I see- can't. Yeah. I can't, but like when Lou Brock, you know, had the yeah. original record, it's like no one thought that would happen. But yeah. it, it is, it's also a different game too. I mean, yeah, who yeah. knows? Maybe it's Billy Hamilton. I just remember his name is oh, the, yeah. the guy for the Reds, by the way. You know, he's the guy who, who if he can just get on base, you know, hit mm-hmm. two eighty at least and walk. I think he can, but it's also a different game today. Yeah. I do remember uh, Billy Martin was the A's manager that when uh, um, it was nineteen eighty three I want to yeah, say yeah, yeah. when Henderson was going to break the single season record and I think Bob Stanley was on second and Henderson was on first and Billy Martin had Bob Stanley make an out intentionally so Henderson had a chance to steal the base. Mm. Now there's an ethical issue yeah, there yeah. with that. I mean, or you know, kind of a. Uh, are you taking the game seriously and all that? Mm-hmm. Um, and records versus team, right? Um, but yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, 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 I think he had a huge part too in kind of rejuvenating uh, the A's of that time. Mm-hmm. They had some great teams. Um, I think Billy Martin is a severely underrated manager. We're talking about Major League Baseball managers. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the alcohol problem. But Henderson was a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean Billy I, Ball. Yeah, I mean with the Bonds, I mean, you know, going back to like picking the best left fielder, you have Bonds, you have the, the things that come up: Bonds, uh, Henderson, and uh, Ted Williams. You know, I can't mm-hmm. think of anybody up on that echelon. Yeah. Ted Williams had his defensive issues. Yeah. Bonds, you know, I mean, he's more of a DH. You know the the bonds that we know is more of a DH and a left fielder. Right. And Ricky Henderson was the guy. I mean, I. Anyways. Yeah. Ted so, Williams had, had his defensive issues. Barry Bonds was just playing defensive. Yeah. Yeah, f- especially in front of the media. So, yeah. and the and the Major League Baseball Players <laughs> Union. Yeah. <laughs> or the and, Players Association. Um, and then so I guess talking about the first trade. And he had an MVP season in 83, if I'm not mistaken. One of those years, he might have been... It was the year he came back to Oakland. He won the MVP. Well, he won the MVP, definitely. Yeah. But he also had, like, a... He was in the voting a, a oh, yeah. couple years before. Yeah. And he got traded in 1984 with Burt Bradley and Cash, of course, to the <laughs> Yankees 
for Tim Burtis, 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 Jay Howell, Stan Javier, Eric Plunk, and Jose, Eric Plunk and Jose Rio. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, like, you know, obviously, like, this is a long time ago, and yeah. I don't even think I wasn't watching baseball seriously at that point. I was like, yeah. this is a horrible trade. Now, let's face yeah. it. Like, why would you? Is it was probably a contract issue. Yeah, probably. They want. They needed money, and I think the. Um, I'm not sure the the A's ended up having a really great ownership at some point. I don't think mm-hmm. they were on board until 1986 when they hired uh, Tony mm-hmm. Larusa. Yeah. So this was like a fire sale, kind of like similar to what's going on with the A's, right now. Yeah, history repeats itself, yeah. right? And obviously that trade was a dumb trade. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you know he came back in 1989, and mm-hmm. that was. You know, I was actually following the A's back then. I was a more of an A's fan back then than a Giants one. Uh-huh. Uh, and that was a that was an interesting year because they were like, kind of towards the first place. And I remember the day they traded Ricky Henderson. Right. Um, it was big came, news. Yeah, it was big news. Yeah. It's really cool because, um, you know, he came in the middle of the game. I think he stole mm-hmm. two bases mm-hmm. and he he won the game and like there was like big huge, and it was and basically in 1989 they traded. Like you said, Eric Plunk, Greg mm-hmm. Catter, and Luis Polonia the <laughs> Yankees for Ricky Henderson. Pretty much another shitty trade yeah. for whoever traded away Ricky Henderson. So you could cross-cancel, if you're into math, you could cross-cancel Eric Plunk and what's the, you know, Polonia and Javier. You know. Yeah, like both ends, you know, the Yankees and A's had kind of, uh, kind of like a stinker, you know, mm-hmm. what they got in return. And... You know, uh-huh. sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I mean, it just feels like Ricky Henderson. He was really popular um, in the you know the early part of the eighties, and because of stolen bases and the record and records and all that. But also, um, it seems like he kind of disappeared in New York a little bit, if that's mm-hmm. possible. You didn't really hear a whole lot about him, although. I'm glad you mentioned the the gold glove earlier because he has a gold glove with the Yankees, mm-hmm. and I don't remember which season it was, but he's not really known for 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 that. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of a popularity contest, or yeah. if you have good offensive numbers too. And Mark McGuire has a gold glove, right? And yeah. <laughs> so is Will Clark. So and uh, and uh, Palmero, uh, mm-hmm. who hardly played the first base that season. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, what were you gonna say? Um, I was just gonna mention he wasn't. He came in second in the MVP race in '81, I believe. Okay. And he he actually was in the MVP when he was with Oakland. He was voted like a bunch of times. Like he mm-hmm. got MVP votes. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I mean, I I just can't see why would you why you would trade a guy like that other than money or mm-hmm. yeah the Yankees are. You would think that at the time the Yankees would not trade for like marginal talent, but but I did want to mention this. Uh-huh. I think still with this whole transaction, the, I guess you know had he been on the A's those years that they're coming up, uh-huh. he could have been he could have helped them win the World Series in '88 maybe, but, right. but that's a big. If, right. you know, I think. Well, they could have beaten the Giants in '89, you know, three games to nothing, and that's how <laughs> awful the Giants were. You just needed three, and that was that was enough. They would have just went home. Yeah, he could have prevented the the earthquake. <laughs> there you go, he's Superman. You know, uh, 
he the popularity again. I do recall watching a local uh, show mm-hmm. when he was about to. I believe he was becoming a free agent once again and leaving the A's once again, and it was a show uh, Gary Radnich hosted on Sunday nights. If anyone in the Bay Area know that show and Sports Final. And Ricky Henderson was on the show, I think, and this guy brought his daughter. His daughter started crying on air because Ricky Henderson was leaving. She just loved Ricky. Even my mom knows nothing about baseball. My friends of mom, the guy we refer to as the Royals fan, knew nothing about baseball. They both talked about Ricky Henderson. They, mm-hmm. He was like a household name. Yeah. So, I think it's something that's kind of... Uh, Understated, understated is his impact not only, I mean, outside the baseball or outside mm-hmm. the like casual baseball fans. He was really something in his day. Well, I mean, I think part of it is like we, I vaguely heard some stuff about like he probably, he always wanted more money. Right. Like there was a point where like there was a joke where like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've seen it, but like yep. they filled the jar with like money and they yep. they gave it to him, like yeah. you know, his his teammates or somebody did. I don't remember who it was, but yeah. I think that was the reason he would get traded is because he'd always demand more money, and he you know what he did deserve more money at some points. Well, remember the the contract he got, which at the time was considered huge with the with the A's, uh, uh, after he came back from the Yankees. Was it Will Clark who got the a big deal then, and like he wanted to renegotiate? Yeah. And yeah. the another joke among many people who are into baseball with Ricky Henderson, well, whatever he got plus a dollar, that's what that's what Ricky Henderson wants. You oh, know, okay. I mean, it's 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 an ego thing ultimately. Yeah, it's yeah. not. I mean, part yeah, but most athletes, I think most human beings have some kind of ego. But I think when you're that famous and that well compensated. And all that, and yet you're publicized. It looks, it gets out there more, even without yeah. Twitter back then, and all that. Yeah. It just kind of looks a lot worse. Yeah, and um, but yeah, I mean, the guy was awesome. I still have yeah. the paper, the newspaper clippings of like him breaking the all-time record and stolen bases, and yeah, his quote of like, "Today I'm the greatest baseball player," or something That's like right. that. That's right. That's right. And it. that was with. Uh, Lou Brock in attendance too. So. We held up second base. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. No humility. It was awesome. There you go. well, you can't have ego and humility at the same yeah. time. That that goes against the, the, the laws of well, that's another podcast probably, but <laughs> Yeah, it's a different topic. But, you yeah. wanna talk about the uh, the other trade away from the A's to Toronto? Yeah, so in ninety three finally when the A's kinda like pretty much gave up. Yep. And they traded um him for Steve Carse and later Jose Herrera. Yep. And at the time, Carse was supposed to be like the, yep. you know, he was going to be like Greg Maddox-esque, yep. you know, like yep. he was going to be like one of the best starters and like, mm-hmm. and Ricky Anderson was on his last contract. In fact, Ricky did not do very well for the Blues. They ended up winning the World Series yeah. because they just were stacked. They were disappointing. And yeah. yeah. Um, you, you know, they had that lineup. And we talked before about Al Alomar and and Joe Carter. I don't know how many people out there know this, but both of those Blue Jay teams, if you look in the history of baseball, I believe the fewest pinch hitters in a single season wow. each of those seasons. So 
you had your regulars pretty much playing every inning of every game. It helps to have a DH, too, for to do that, and good players who don't get injured. But when the Blue Jays acquired Ricky Henderson, they just put him in number one and moved everyone down. Oh. So Alomar went from two to three, and I think Alomar in that season ended up with 100 or near 100 RBIs mm. for the first time in his career. He either, either had 100 or near 100. Because he got moved down. There's mm-hmm. more people the bad, uh, the bad end. So, mm-hmm. so more yeah. RBI opportunities. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, I mean that team was stacked, mm-hmm. and Ricky Henderson was just. Yeah. He's just another piece on the. It's like bringing Lester and and Hamill and Samarja to the 2014 A's. It's like they couldn't lose, yeah. but they did. They did Whereas the Blue Jays won it all. So. Yeah. Steve Carsey was disappointing and Herrera was uh, sub Steve Carsey level <laughs> yeah